Cause I'm about that is and that like you know it, it's now or never yeah. you either do it now or it's never going to happen there's no guarantee that there is ever going to be tomorrow you know if you're going to go through life you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way this is a podcast all about business entrepreneurship making your passion your paycheck people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass Welcome to the Now or Never podcast, all things entrepreneurship, all things business, all people who are just taking life and kicking it square in the butt. And this is, uh, this is Now or Never, and I'm Tim Rexius. I got my beautiful wife, Brittany Rexius, here. I've got IFBB Pro John Meadows, owner of Granite Supplements here as well, and Paul Callahan, one of my new friends and one of my favorites, honestly. Um, and is, you're going to endure leg day with me tomorrow, correct? I was not aware of this, but you are doing leg day now that I'm tomorrow. on the podcast. Paul I started, guess I'm put on the spot. He, he's, uh, he started Bullfrog Nutrition in uh, Ohio. We've got two mm-hmm. spots now. Was it 18 months? No, two years. We've got two years now. Almost two years. Two years. Yeah, we did the party a little early. A little early. Hey, yeah. Hey, whenever it gets it done, you know. <laughs> so um, obviously, this, this podcast is mostly about business or people who just do phenomenal things in life. People who have taken a chance on themselves and done big things. And the whole purpose of this podcast really is just to uh, pay it forward to other people who are out there who maybe can't, haven't taken that step, haven't jumped yet, haven't been able to find their thing that gives them passion. And uh, you especially, we've been following you for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I met with a passion and training in the gym. And then our first prep coach was Max Fairchild. Oh yeah. And then I get into this program that is like 200 pages long and there's little <laughs> links to everything and it's got everything John Meadows John doing Meadows. this and John Meadows <laughs> doing this and I'm like, and I, I, I said, Max, I don't know if we can do that. And he goes, well, he's older than you, so you have no excuse. I'm like, this is true. I really don't have anything to say when you're grinding on these videos, and it's just amazing. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Max had just the most awesome things. And Max is still a really good friend of ours, a great guy. We actually yeah. we picked up his Happy Pup Sups. Yeah, That's his new yeah. thing. And I may have six kids. Max has got like a billion dogs. So, yep. you we know. have three dogs, though. Our dogs love the supplement line. Our dogs use a supplement. We have, yes, we have six kids and three dogs because I don't want to own anything nice ever. <laughs> um, but so your journey into like all this is kind of crazy and long. So you didn't just come out of the womb a pro bodybuilder. Like you, you came out of college and you, you had a job. You, you worked at a bank, correct? Did I get that wrong? Or? Well, so I'll give you like the um, <clears throat> shortened version because I was all over the place. Yeah. So I was in a lot of sports in high school. Um, but when I wasn't in sports, I was working at lumber mills. I was running jackhammers, anything I could do to make a buck. And when I uh, was in college, I was a trainer at World Gym. And believe it or not, I very quickly realized I actually didn't like that. And the, the reason why is because I had to really push to motivate people. And I assumed back then, Tim, that everybody was motivated like me. Yeah. And I very quickly figured out oh, wait a minute, these people aren't really that motivated. So I wanted them to do really well, whereas they weren't that serious. And it was, you know, I, was, I guess it was the young dreamer in me that thought, oh, everybody loves to lift weights like I do. Oh, yeah. But it really wasn't that way. So I would find myself, when it was time for me to train, I didn't want to train because mentally I was just drained. Like, I've just spent all morning trying to motivate other people, and it literally sucked the life out of me. Yeah. So I said... I'm going to go completely, I'm just going to go get a corporate job. So I had really no business experience, and I had a health and fitness management degree. 
So I went to a recruiting company, like a staffing company. Yeah. And I had no experience. And I walked in and, you know, basically told them they scheduled an interview with me. And they said, you know, well, what experience do you have? And I had business cards made at the time. And it was a picture of me went into Mr. Ohio. (laughs) And I sat down my business card and I had no experience. I said, but you won't find anybody that's going to work as hard as I will. And I handed him my business card that just had my bodybuilding picture on it and the titles I had won at, to that point. The guy kind of like, wow, that's an interesting, I could see like, well, I've never had that happen before. <laughs> so I, I became a recruiter. They hired me and um, I got promoted in the sales, the sales role because um, I just love talking to people. I like meeting people. So they would send me out to do the sales side of it. Um, and that, I, th- I, got re- I think I, maybe six months I had gotten promoted so I was doing really well in the sales part of the, that. And as part of a sales manager for a staffing company, you meet hiring managers, right? So yeah. I'm meeting all these people who are hiring. So one day I go to this technology company and I'm like, man, I like this company. And so they had a job for a project manager open. And I said to the guy, his name was Rick Kaboski, and I said, hey, Rick, would you consider me for that job? He looked at me and goes, yeah, I would. Seriously? And I was like, I said, but I don't have any project management experience. And he goes, I don't care. I can teach you that stuff. Yeah. He said, but you're the kind of guy I want. So Rick hired me. I got my PMP certification pretty quickly. I think it's common now, but back then I think I was maybe the 19,000th person in the country to get that. So I was at a technology company being a project manager, more IT style projects. Um, and pretty quickly I moved up to running their biggest account where we had 30, 40 people on site at Wendy's International, actually, yeah. at the corporate office in Wendy's. Oh, nice. And um, when I was doing that, I still had all these friends in the recruiting world, right? So my friend calls me, and he probably just wanted to make some money because, hey, man, I got a, <laughs> I got a really cool job for you at Bank One. And I was like, well, I'm pretty happy here. He said, I think I can get you another 20 grand. You know, for me, that was like, that's whoa, huge. that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. I said, okay, man, I'll, I'll talk to him. So I went in there, Tim, and um, they hired me. They started me on kind of low-level projects. I, I worked my way up, and uh, before I left, I ran a project. So, like, I, I love talking about this stuff. I'm probably going to bore you to death. but So, you know, like when you go into a, a, a bank, a, a branch, yeah. you hand them your check. They put the check in a scanner. So the scanner's reading the microline, it's capturing a check image, and then it's sending that file to the federal, uh, to, to, to clear, it's sending it to other banks and to the Federal Reserve. So I managed the project that allowed all that to happen, um, Bank One. No other bank was doing it in the entire country at That's the time. That's cool. And it was a massive project, it took three years. I had, an I, I had an IT group working for me. I had trainers that were going out to I believe it was around 3,000 branches at the time to train people in this new teller system. We had the automation team that was changing all the teller technology. So all this stuff is what I was managing. And then we bought uh, WAMU, Washington Mutual. So we thought the project was over one weekend and literally we were at the last weekend of the conversion and we get this message from Jamie Dimon that says, oh, hey, by the way, we just added 2,000 branches. (laughs) It was like, whoa. So 5,000 branches, something like that is when I left. But... So um, I was doing that, really enjoying it. Um, I probably should have been in the military because I like 
waking up at the same time. Yeah. I like discipline. I like working with a team. I really enjoyed it. But I, I had also started um, coaching people. I had 30 or 40 clients at the time, and I was competing. And it was kind of wild back then. Like, that life was, like, you know, off to the side, right? Because yeah. I would go compete somewhere over the weekend. I'd ask for a Friday off. I'd fly out Friday morning. I'd get to the show. I'd weigh in. I'd put my tanning stuff on Friday night. I would compete Saturday. Saturday night, I'd go out to eat. Sunday, I'd fly home. On Monday, I was back to work. Like, it didn't happen. So I would go from these big shows to back Monday, back in the real world. So I was doing both of these, you know. <laughs> I, and that's insane. I've literally had staff of mine that compete. and They'll literally take off four days before a show, five days after a show. It's like a nine day. And I'm like, why? Like, we didn't have a choice. We have six kids. If I leave them alone for more than two days, they're going to burn my house down. Or they're going to sell my house, a couple of them. But, well, I actually grew up in a banking household. My dad was the vice president of my bank for many years. So yeah. it actually really interested me. Like, they first got into the ATMs. I remember going yeah, with my dad yeah. down to Kansas City and taking a picture of one. Driving back to Norfolk, Nebraska, and then their bank was the first one to, you know, build an ATM. And I'm like, I remember telling my kids that story. They're like, what? Like, can't you just Venmo it? I'm like, you don't understand how cool that was. But yeah. So how did you transition from, from the bank? Like, what made you leave the bank? To well, I, so I love the bank, but I felt like I wasn't doing as good of a job as I could be doing at the bank. And I felt like I wasn't being as good of a coach as I could be. I felt like I was compromising. Yeah. And I felt, honestly, I didn't feel good about that. And so I figured I got to make a decision. I either got to quit coaching and just work for the bank or vice versa. So I decided that, you know, my name was, um, I, had, I had some recognition and some popularity at the time. And. And I thought to myself, if I don't do something now, people are going to forget about me. Yeah. And that, that opportunity I have now is just going to go away. So I thought about it long and hard. And, and I'm a very conservative guy, so I'm really worried to give up that salary, the benefits. We had kids. We had just had our kids. So I was very, very scared. Um, and I'm the kind of guy, like, I'm building a bunker in case there's a war. Like, I'm very worst-case oh, yeah. scenario kind of guy. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's him, too. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, definitely me. At other areas. I'm risky at certain things, but I never leave a dime on the table. We might need that. Yeah. You know, we gotta, yeah. You know, so was your wife, I mean, how was she in this process with the kids? And, and you like, know, my, I mean, my wife has always believed in me. Um, and when I had times where I wasn't sure if I really believed in myself, she always believed in me. And I told her, I said, I, you know, as a man... Uh, and I know you probably even more, a lot more than me, your mission in life is to take care of your family. Yeah. Like there's nothing that even comes close to that. Exactly. So for me, I was like, if I don't, if this doesn't go well, I don't, we don't, maybe we don't have a roof overhead. Maybe I can't afford a mortgage. So I had this fear in my head and, and it became pretty apparent to me what I needed to do. So what I did was I figured I need to pay the house off. Like if I pay the house off, then we're going to have Maslow's hierarchy covered, the shelter part. Right? Yeah. We're always going to have shelter. Nobody's yeah. going to come along and take our house. Um, and we didn't have any car payments. We didn't have any credit card payments. We didn't have any student loan payments. It was just that house. So I figured if I can take care of that, then I can make the move. So yeah. I saved and I saved and I saved. I worked my butt off to save. And I owed 
$198,000 at the time. That's how much I had left on my balance with Wells Fargo. So I saved until I hit 200,000 bucks. When I hit 200,000 bucks, I went into the Chase branch and I wired 198 to Wells Fargo. I paid the house off. I walked out of the branch with $2,000 my name, but the house was paid off. That's huge. Yeah. So like I had this weight that was lifted off my shoulders. So this was on a Friday. So I went in Monday and um, I resigned. I gave him a 30 day notice. And if you know how banking is, when you resign, pretty soon they're walking you out the door. Like yeah. you can, you better pack fast oh, yeah. because they're walking you out. I worked all 30 days. Yeah. Uh, my last day I remember was on April 13th because on the Wednesday, my birthday was on the 11th. I thought, ah, oh, they'll let me go my birthday. No. <laughs> I worked until Friday at 5 o'clock. And, um, you know, looking back now, it's crazy because I have a pretty good skill set with the bank. I could have always went back. I don't know why I, I don't know why I made it. I probably made it more difficult than I needed to. I'm uh, glad I paid the house off. Yeah. But looking back, like, and I'm still friends with all those guys. Like, I could have yeah. just went back. But to me, like, I had to take care of my family. And when I felt like, okay, I'm good there, it freed my mind to go, okay, now you can go do something else. That was it for me. I didn't, uh, I didn't buy a house in Nebraska for eight years. I rented every why because I didn't want to be locked down. I wanted to make sure that I could, I didn't have to worry about doing any of that stuff. And I, the old nine or oh seven oh eight housing crash, I lost my tail. I had stocks. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna bet on me because I already lost everything anyways. So I, you know, I had, I had bank stocks. That was great. Um, so, you know, and then I moved down here. I was working for a different company at the time. And I was like, I'm not going to buy a house. I know no, no luxuries. I, it was like six years into the company. I had the oldest car of all my 18, 19-year-old employees. All had new cars. I'm driving an 03 Durango that I had. I had so much rust on it. So I had somebody skin a seven-foot Arnold Schwarzenegger on it. So you couldn't see any of the dings or the rust or the hail damage. I cashed out on my insurance. Um, and my business partner had an 04. Uh, and so we, we drove the two oldest cars, and I just didn't want it. So we got together and met, and we got married. I'm like, oh, you, you want to buy a house. She's like, well, you know, she, I'm like, well, what if this goes under? She goes, I'll live in a van down by the river with you, but we have a lot of kids, so we're going to need a really big van. I said, okay. So we finally bought a house two years ago. I, I learned I was 36 before I owned a house. Um, just cause I, I, cause because of the same thing. I want to make sure that I'm able to provide if something goes bad, like, you know, apartments are pretty cheap, you know, I have a lot of kids. So hopefully like kids and my neighbors are going to hate me. And, but you know, but it, it really was that. And it, it's, but having somebody support you, like a wife, that's, that's, that's huge. I mean, it's, I can't, I can't express I me. Mean, I mean, that's, that takes a strong woman to support, you know, when they're not sure. And she's, she's an accountant. So I have to, when I want to do something crazy, I have to come up with some numbers. And she knows when I'm making numbers up, too, because I use, what's my statistic? 87.6. If I use the words 87.6, she usually just made that up. I'm like, there's an 87.6% chance this will succeed. She's like, you have no idea. I go, I have no idea. But I, and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I can't help myself. I think we have seven LLCs and two S corporations right now. I had to give my tax returns to a new bank, and they called me back. They go, please explain what half these are. Oh, well, this one's going to hit big next year. And this one used to do that. And, but then our oldest daughter decided she came down last year and she goes, I don't want to go to college. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm cool not paying for it. So that's totally awesome with me. She goes, I want to start my own company. Here's my business plans, one o'clock in the morning. And so I get all jacked up. She, I'm like, I all of a sudden I wake up, I'm writing down business plans to do something else. And she, I go, she, well, how much are you going to give me? I go, none. I hope you buy your first LLC. 280 bucks on Rocket Lawyer. 
and that's it. And Chai go, you put it yourself. Nobody's going to bet on you if you don't bet on you. So her entire life savings, all of her graduation money, all went into her own boutique shop, Alana. And her first contest, she had more comments on her first contest on Instagram than I've ever had at Rexy's Nutrition ever. She had 900 comments on her first con. Yeah. I'm like sitting there, I'm like, how about splashing that over to Rexy's Nutrition or something, you know, help me out. But, it, you know, that's, it's huge. And so with the kids, how old were the kids when you did this? Four. So they didn't, they didn't know any, really any different at that point. I mean, when I sold everything and started Rexius, I gave up a very good corporate job, making very good money, cut my salary by 80%, put it all. I sold so much stuff on Craigslist, my kids thought they were next. Um, and I think Tyler was four and Olivia was two at the time. And I put it all in one shop and I'm like, they're going to come pouring in. Well, they didn't. I think we sold $3,000 my first month. So I was talking to you about that earlier. Half of that was bought by me to bribe my friends to come in the store. And, uh, you know, here we are with 23 stores later, about to have 24, 25, 26. But yeah, I firmly believe you don't bet on yourself. Nobody else will. And I didn't. I love the corporate job. It was great. It was great money. It was great benefits. But, man, I was, I, I don't know, I wanted a legacy. I wanted something different. And I also was traveling 40 weeks a year. And I missed the first words. I missed the first crawling, the first steps. And it didn't matter. I mean, you get, how old's your son? Yeah, so you're getting all the cool stuff, you know. And now you're getting I, – I, Noah's six, going to be seven, and football the first time. I, I'm not missing the first time. Either he gets tackled or tackled. I'm not missing that, you know. And I just told Harry yesterday, like, I'm the only dad that's ever gone on the zoo field trip to the – the school field trip to the zoo. I'm room mom number five. I'm totally cool with it too, you know. But that's, that's the one advantage that I was just talking to a new franchisee about. Like, that's, that freedom for your family is huge. And so how do you balance that now that they're getting in sports and they're in school, like, and your travel schedule has got to be kind of crazy at times. I mean, how do you balance that? It's tough. I mean, this is my 10th trip in 13 weeks. Um, oh, man. When football season starts, I shut it down. Like, other than Mr. Olympia, I don't do any traveling at all. I'm at every practice. I'm at every game. Um, it's tough, you know, and I, I tell – the way I think about it is when I think about when I'm with my kids, like, there's – okay, you need to spend time with them. That's one – thought but it, it goes beyond that it's like you got to be present you got to really be with them it's not just being with them and sitting on the couch and playing games with your phone it's yeah. engaging it's actually doing stuff with them and absolutely you know so i feel like when i'm with them um i do travel a lot and i do but i'm working from home so when i'm home i'm there i see them every day um but I still think it's really important for people to realize like being in the moment and being present instead yeah. of just thinking, well, I spent two hours with them yesterday. What did they get out of that? Yeah. And that's, I've, I've struggled with that just because my social media and you probably as much as more than me, like I, I, we will say I have about around a thousand text messages by 5 PM on Mondays alone. I have so many employees and different companies. And then I, I got, you know, my kids got love them. They got her attitude, which means that there's not a filter. So, which I love, you know, they're just going to tell you how it is. You're like, well, you've been here, but you've been on your phone the whole time. I'm like, good point. So my phone ends up being on silent now about 95% of the time. And if I'm with my kids, I don't even look at it. That's why if you call, love you. I, I, I don't hear it. I literally don't hear it. I, I mean, we talked about that the other day. Um, but it, it, it is tough. And I think, you know, with you, like you, you started a new business. So you're only two years in. So I know what that's like. And how do you balance that with having a four-year-old? I mean... He spends a lot of time with me at the store. Yeah. So there's a back room in Columbus, and 
He's got a TV. He's got toys, things like that. My parents help a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, Catherine and I have a really good relationship, so she'll come get him and spend time with him, get him out of the store. But I, you've told that story a couple times in a couple of different settings that we've been in. I think one of them, the first time you told we were at dinner, I think in Virginia, and you said that Mary actually posed that question to you. You know, what's the time you're actually spending? Ever since then, I mean, I focus on it really hard now. So a lot of my time, unfortunately, is, you know, in the store with James, but I try to focus on doing educational things, having books, you know, watching even movies or something like that, just being engaged with him. So that three to eight time frame that I do have him a couple times a week in the store is yeah. usually the same I know, thing. I know our first two years, because we had two or three stores, and so Shane and I would work. I'd travel to Norfolk store for two and a half days and come back, and Shane would take his son with him, my business partner, and then my kids grew up in the back of the store. So we had an old GameCube and beanbag chair, and then what I've done, I have it in our office too, is I have dart guns. So, oh, we just break out into all war wars. And my customers know, like, it's a family business. You come in, you might get shot by a dart gun. Just, just fair warning, you know? And it's, uh, my kids, they, they, they go to all the shows. They pass out samples, all the NPC shows. My kids have grown up around bodybuilding. She went back to work seven days after Roman was born. So he's literally grown up in the gym. And it's funny, a, a member of our gym, it's a chiropractor, it's a great guy, comes in and Roman was what, like two months old? And he was sleeping. He goes, oh, he's going to deadlift. Um, I don't want to wake him up. And she started laughing. She goes, one, he's grown up in this gym. Two, I've seen how much you deadlift. You'll be fine. And he kind of walked away, came back, goes, wait, what a second. And I, you know, he just, but our kids have grown up around this at this point. But I also think it's, it's cool because they see he's grown up working hard. And that's, you know, it's a work ethic that gets instilled, I think, is, is huge. But it is a balance. And it's, we've figured it out slowly but surely. We're figuring it out. It's not, you know, each kid's different and they have their own personalities. Daughters are definitely different than sons. I mean, sons are cool. We're like, yeah, you know, let's lift some stuff. You know, they want to come in here and do something. And, and daughters, I mean, they'll, I mean, I have to do Manny Petties with the daughters right next door to my store. And it's, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock it. I actually like it. And now it's, well, okay, it's my idea. I asked them because it's and it feels good. But you know, it, it's 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 fun and it, it's just it's interesting always for me to see because with your travel now I'm starting to travel more, and now we have stores out of so many states. And now it's a little different. When I was working here a lot, it's one thing to have your kid with you, have your kids with you, but now it's for us traveling. Now, little man, little six month old, he has to go with us, which is interesting. I don't fly so well, so he's taking my spot with her. Um, but the other kids, now they're in school. There's volleyball, soccer, dance, ballet, hip-hop, judo, jiu-jitsu. My oldest is dating. That's a full-time job scaring their bo their, those boyfriends away. Um, that's, why, that's why I keep lifting weights. Um, daughters are a whole different ballgame, that's for sure. They're way more scared of her than they are of me anyways. But um, So we'll fast-forward a little bit. Granite supplements. One, it, it's... It's awesome when you, like for us, like we, we follow certain pros that we really like and their training style, they make their own line. I loved your names when they first came out because I'm a total comic book geek. I'm a superhero geek. So Adam, Manny, Maminos, and like if somebody didn't understand what that was, I'm like, we can't be friends. I'm sorry. If, if, you know, my brother named one of his kids Logan after Wolverine. I kid you not. So, yeah, I mean, so where's the, I just seen the lines change this year. We've changed a lot of look. We've changed, um, uh, just pretty much everything. We're, what's the new plan? What's the new uh, structure? What's the goals? Well, so we are coming up on three years in business. And uh, when we started, I wanted something that was personal to me. Yeah. Kind of like my training stuff, Mountain Dog. Yeah. Like, I love Bernie's Mountain Dogs. 
that's where that came from. And people said, John, nobody's ever going to follow anything. If they Google it, they're going to see pictures of mountain dogs. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's yeah. just not going to work. Well, here we are. I've sold tens of thousands of programs. And I, I like to just be true to myself. So, you know, I love comics. So I still think Arc Reactor is the coolest name ever for a pre-workout. So I came up with those names and we had a pretty solid first year. And I kept my eyes on things pretty closely. Yeah. And honestly, the second year I didn't. And it was an absolutely terrible decision by me. Um, I was convinced that those names wouldn't sell well in stores and people were confused by the names. And we were really struggling at the time. And um, there were a lot of tough things happening. Um, basically, I could sum it up by saying I made some very poor decisions on who I brought into the company. Yeah. And I ended up paying for it. So one of the things they did was they convinced me to rebrand. And um, the rebrand really... I, I don't even really think it was a rebrand. Like we didn't talk about it. We didn't promote it. Yeah. Um, so we, so the second year we struggled and uh, we did not do well. So I was at a point um, late in the second year where it's like, you know, I don't need to do this. Like I don't have to do supplements. Like yeah. I've lost enough money. Maybe I should just walk away from this. It's my wife was getting mad at me because I was waking up in a bad mood every day, which is not me. I'm not in a bad mood very often. But I had a couple guys that came along. They had just sold their manufacturing facility in California. And they were talking to different supplement companies they wanted to invest. And so they looked at our company. So we spent a lot of time doing due diligence. Yeah. I mean, a lot of time. Yeah. And these guys are good. <laughs> They're good. Yeah. So they went through everything you can imagine. So they um, eventually said, you know, okay, so we think it might be too late, but we want to give this a shot. And I'm like, if you ask me a question, I want to answer it. And it's probably not so good that I'm like that. Yeah. I probably divulge too much information, but I don't care. It's just who I am. So I said to him, are you sure, man? Like, <laughs> you really like, you know, we're not. He's like, John, I know all the numbers. I know how much money you're losing. Yeah. And I, and I was like, well, you, you got to tell me why. Like, why in the world would you want to invest in a company that's getting their butt kicked? And he said, because we have you. The other companies we talk to, they don't have you. Yeah. And we think we can fix the business stuff. But we can't go out and get another you. I was like, wow. That's huge. That's okay. cool. Yeah. So then, of course, now I'm going to be loyal as, loyal as heck to these guys because they believe in me, right? So these guys came on board. Immediately, we started making changes. We have an entirely new staff now. We started hiring based on just people being good people yeah. instead of worrying about what their experience was. Yeah, And that Absolutely. made a massive difference for us. It's your culture. It's your corporate culture. It's everything. People are the only asset that matters. And you can have six master's degrees and be a jerk. Or you can be like, hey, I'm eager to learn and I got a good work ethic. I'll have that every day of the weekend, twice on Sunday. A good yeah. attitude. I mean, it kind of goes everything. back to your beginning. Like you didn't have the experience, but they hired you because of you. So now here you are doing the same thing. You're hiring people because of the people that they are, not because of what experience they have. So that's, that's kind of cool. Well, you know, I was intimidated. I thought, well, how am I going to get out to all these 
people, all these stores, and these people all wanted to work for me, and they're like, oh, I got all the contacts, and it sounds good to me. Like, okay, sounds like the right road. And then you hire them, and they don't really do anything, or, you know, so anyways, we, um, so we, um, the business in the last um, six months has really taken off. It's really taken off. Um, it's doing really well. Um, we just ran out of product for the first time in nine months since these guys came on board. And it, I mean, it's, and it's because we, we sold four times more product last month than we thought we would sell. So it's a good problem. I mean, yeah, we had our, you know, so we're going to be, we're missing one product that actually ships out on Monday. So we're going to not be without a product for two weeks. Um, so it's been really, really good. And, you know, we've, um, some of the business things we've done. So we completely own Amazon now. There's not a single person on Amazon selling our stuff. And that's the way I wanted it before. But some back doors deals were made. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I hear about it later and it's like, oh, oh yeah, and that, I and told that's, you not to do that. Oh, and that's, and that's honestly, it's played the industry as a total. I mean, Paul and I, we've talked about this with our group and it, it's in controlling what you're, I mean, it, it's for us now. It's like, okay, I'm going to carry brands that I, I believe in the guy behind it. That's quality. Like I can't carry everything. You know, and if there's a backdoor deal, there's fake labels being made. I'm like, it's not something I just, if I lose that one sale, fine. But at least, you know, I've got the right brands. And I was telling her, like, looking at where we were, like, five years ago, where I was trying to carry everything. We were blowing up. It was crazy. I was like, okay, well, it doesn't matter. Let's, let's stop. You know, and, and the same thing happened to you. Like, so 2016, we expanded massively. We're looking at doing a warehouse. So I was like, okay, like, do we, do we jump or not? I went from one state to five states in 18 months. I was like, okay, shit. So, you know, I was like, I was kind of freaking out, but I'm very motivated. I'm a very ambitious person. And sometimes my ambition can write checks that maybe the bank can't clear yet, but I always bet on myself. I'm like, and she was, she's a numbers person. She's more conservative with it than I am. I'm like, all right, tell me this is stupid or tell me this is good. She goes, well, if you really think so, well, don't tell me that because I always really think I'm going to do it. I'm always convinced. I'm also that guy is convinced that every time I buy a Powerball ticket, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to have the numbers. I, this is actually true. I, every, every, every Saturday at night and every, every, every Wednesday night, I think I won the Powerball. So, um, and we had the same thing. So I brought in more people and I listened and I, uh, and I had, I was very hands-on on every aspect, probably too much. So I'm very OCD, very type A, but I'm like, okay, I have to learn to delegate a little bit and par partially. And so I'm like, okay, I'll listen to people that I sound like a good idea. Like we're going to do this on social media and we're going to do this on that. And you need to let us take over the hours and you take over like, okay, well, you know, Okay, okay, we'll do it. And honestly, our most profitable year, 2016 to 2017, being the biggest loss I've ever had. I went from way 100% positives to negative in the mass. So then I'm like, 2000, like, oh, it's just you don't understand. I'm like, I, I do understand that that's a red number and they used to be black. I don't have to be that, you know, I'm not rich. There's no trust fund here. There's no multi-million dollar investors. I did no capital raising. This is just me and a sweat on my back building it with, with no money. And I don't come from a rich family. Heck, I was homeless at 19 and sleeping in my car, literally. And my first company I had when I was 19, I had the choice of taking my 500 bucks to either pay rent or buy a lawnmower for my lawn mowing business. So I bought a lawnmower and I slept in my 1983 Delta 88 Oldsmobile for about four months. Um, and uh, no, it was a 38 foot long car. I mean, it's like a three bedroom apartment. So don't feel that bad for me. Um, so like for me, I just, I came from, so I'm, I'm freaking out. I listened too much. I finally had to take it back. And I, she, I had like, was that, that spring I ended up, I, she took over payroll 
It was getting about eight to nine thousand dollars a month stolen from me. And that yeah. When you have that many employees, though, it's pretty quick. And I, I say that on this podcast. I want people to understand that you know, the struggles are as part of the journey that we all learn, you know. And I, I was right underneath my nose. People that we liked. And they justified it. But, man, eight, 9000 is a lot of money. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it, we're, most people adding up to eight or 9000 a month. And I had that up over the 18 months I let them run it. We go from being a positive 168000 to negative seventy. And so this last fall, I made a huge change. I'm like, okay, I'm taking all this back over. And we had to let some people go that were near and dear to my heart that I'm like, okay, we're just seeing things differently. Like, let's leave this on a positive. You go your direction. I go my direction. I'm taking it back over. Not in a control freak manner, but this is my kids' legacy manner. And I looked at her and like, there was times I woke up just angry before this happened, just mad. She's like, all right, you got to figure something out, you know, and. I'm like, we're going to go back to the basics. We're just going to go back to what works, a handshake business. This is, you know, put me on social media because that was the thing that sold it in the beginning. And I kind of got on the back and let other people do their thing. And we did. And I, as of right now, we've, we are more in the black this year than I've ever been at the end of any year ever. It's been the hardest 12 months. I've never worked this many hours while doing the gyms at the same time because why not work 90 hours a week? Because 70, that's like a part-time job. Um, and you know, but it, it, it paid off. It's been hard though. Like our kids, we took them to Cancun what was it last week. And it was, a, it's a, when you have six kids, it's not a vacation for you. It's a trip. It's a vacation for them. And that's really what it was. We, they got to go, but we did that because honestly, I, they've gone with us to everything, but it's the attention thing. As we talked about, I'm like, okay, this isn't me bribing you. This is me saying, thank you for being understanding. Cause our kids are a little bit older, 19, 13, 13, 11, six and six months. And the six-year-old goes with me everywhere anyways. The six-month-old doesn't even like me. He likes her. He just looks like me. Um, and the daughters, well, they, as long as I take them for their mani-pedis, they're good. But we have the same. It's amazing when you have to kind of look back. It is. And it was, it was hard. It was, it was an ego check where I'm like, okay, drop my ego at the door. What do I need to do? And I sat around my eight, well, Lexi's our 19-year-old. I'm like, what am I not doing right Like from your aspect? Because I want your network too. It's just simple little things, you know, just, and I realized it was, it was, it was silly, but I listened to a lot of people younger than me that knew social media better than I did. And they're marketing to a lot of kids. And so I told, I told you guys this on the phone and I, I told this to, to Braden. I said, quit marketing to 21 year olds because they're broke. If a 21 year old has a choice between the name brand t-shirt and a pre-workout, they will take the status symbol, but mom and dad have money. And that's, I go, we're not servicing mom and dad. We're not, that's where we started expanding vitamins and the education portion and going back to the basics where I told her it's a lot of work, but I need to go work with every single part-time staffer we have through all of our locations. So all 80 of them, I need to work with all of them on hands. Cause I'll know if we make a deal and we talk and I tell you to do it like this, and this is the best way to do it. And I listen to them and find out their family names and all that, that we have that relationship. They say they're going to do a good job for me. I know if they do or not, because there was, how many employees that work for us I never even met. My last name's on the door, and you know this as much as anything. Like, they can love your brand and follow John, but the only person that they know of the company may be the person that's actually trying to make the sale, and they could destroy your image. And that's, I mean, how are you dealing with that with your store, like with employees? Because it's new, and it's mostly just you in the beginning. And- it took me eight months to find somebody good in Columbus. That was more, that, that, that I shouldn't say that. I trusted the people I was leaving it with. Yeah. But that actually is passionate about what they're doing and yeah. wants to do this for a living. Because the other guys that I had, 
are intelligent just going a different route, you know? So, um, but yeah, we just look for people. We look for people characteristics, um, people that are in the industry. And I actually, I talked to Doug Miller about this probably a year and a half ago when we were maybe six months in and we needed a part-timer for the first time in Toledo. And what he quoted was, they're always, the best employees always start as customers. So think of the person that's coming in two times a week, you know, three times a week. Think of the person that comes in and sits on the couch for 30 minutes, you know, and that's the type of person that you want as an employee because they're passionate about what they're doing. You know, they might not have the most intelligence right now. They might not have the most background and education on supplements right now, but you can teach that. You can't teach the people characteristics and being able to have a conversation, being able to shake somebody's hand. You oh, can't yeah. teach that kind of stuff. I do this. It's the same as you think with our ambassadors and our sponsored athletes. I don't care how many shows you won. I don't care if you've ever won at all. Because you made the best physique, but if you're a jerk, you're not doing me any good. I mean, who's the ones that represent us in the community well that's a good person that wants to see other people succeed? So that's, I literally have that in our contract. And people are like, Wait, but I won first. Okay. Did you hold the old door open for the old lady that was coming in the show right behind you? Because if you didn't, I don't want you in here. I just, I really don't, it doesn't matter to me at all. I mean, if I win, it's cool because I got gray hair. But other than that, I mean, that's, that's the only thing I got, you know, is I'm the old guy at the show now. It is a handshake business. And so I've been working on writing a book called It's a Handshake Business. And we're trying to get a um, dictation because I'm horrible at typing. I get way too fast. And so I just talk and they'll write it for me. But, but it is, I think it's how retail survives in today's society, honestly. And we've thrived against the internet because relationships, that's all that matters. Honestly, it's, there are certain brands I deal with that maybe aren't as popular, but I keep them in because I have such a good relationship. You know, there, there's randomly weird things in my store that most people don't understand what they are. Like, uh, jo, like Joe Benley's line. I love Joe. Joe is one of the smartest people I've ever met. The thickest accent ever and you can't understand a word he says he is and we talk on the phone he helped me he he's he did he did my diet for my first show in my last six weeks and because i was on keto for about two years and he's like you're gonna i go you want me to eat what you want go to the store and there's this thick accident get dark turkey thigh meat rub it in two tablespoons of butter and three tablespoons of this kind of oil i'm like joe i'm gonna be in the bathroom all day long he goes yeah but you're gonna lose weight Oh my God. But you know, but like, so Joe, I just, I have such a admiration for the guy that I'm, it doesn't matter what story, like it, it's always going to have Joe and same thing with well, all Max cause Roman Denton. I mean, this, he was at our wedding for crying out loud. You know, he's, are we named our kid Roman? So he said that all Max is going to name a product after him now. Cause it's his name and it's just, but it is a relationship business with everything. And, and I agree a hundred percent. It's amazing. So, but I'm glad to see what you guys are now. We're so excited to have the line back in the shop. And, um, you know, so competing for you, like, what's we? What's your plan? Every morning I wake up and I pick out a show I'm going to do. And every night before I go to bed, I look at the ice cream and I retire. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> every day. Every day. Um, I'm still training really, really hard. Yeah. Um, I just really enjoy it. I don't really eat much. Um, people laugh at me. My breakfast is two eggs and two pieces of toast and everybody's always laughing at that. Ed Koo told me that. Ed told I'm, me, if you sit around John, he doesn't eat. He goes, he talks about his donuts or whatever. You'll see me, he goes, but he sat there with you one day and he goes, John, you haven't had a hundred grams of protein today. He's like, really? I mean, I, I go, are you kidding me? He goes, no, he just, he really doesn't eat that much. And, yeah. I mean, probably 80 grams of protein a day. Yeah. And, um, I, 
you know, I'm sure my, my calories are pretty low. I don't intend them to be. It's just, you got to realize, like, I went for 20-something, maybe 30 years of eating six meals a day and never missing one meal. So for me, I, I just got up paroled. I'm in, I just got out of prison. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to eat when I want, what I want, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> well, that was, you know, I, I tried so hard to get in the NFL. I got hurt in about 20 minutes into my career. Which, but I spent some years trying to gain weight. This all I did was eat, eat, eat nonstop. And so that got ended. I was like, well, I'm going to keep eating. Well, that didn't work out so well. Because, uh, and then I, I got healthy when I started the stores or whatever. And then met her. She was my first sponsored athlete, actually. And she looked way better than me. Like, way better. So I'm like, every time we're together, everybody thinks I must be rich. Because you're like way out of my league and this is crap, you know. <laughs> So I decided to bodybuild. So that's why I met Max. And Max is like, we're going to totally redo it. And then everybody's, why? I'm like, because it's the hardest thing I've ever done. I don't know why it is for me, but it, bodybuilding was the hardest thing I ever did. It was it, it, football, wrestling, all that stuff. And, I mean, greatness doesn't come out of comfort zones. And so that's why I'm always – and so then I got in this great shape. First show I won. It was great. We, we get – we got married. I'm lean. I maintained seven percent body fat for like a year. And she's like, "Let's have a baby." What? Six? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was on three times as many fertility drugs as she was. I couldn't work out for a year. They told me to get fatter, so I had to eat copious amounts of food. Couldn't work out. I owned a gym for crying out loud, and then they told us it wasn't medically possible. So then she starts back on prep, loses twenty pounds in like a week. And I'm like, wow, I can't lift anything anymore. So, yeah, and then she got, we got pregnant on our own, obviously, which was awesome. Um, so now I started prep three weeks ago, and Nick's, my business partner, is like, why? I'm like, because I don't want the fat dad bod, and I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard starting back over after you were in shape. I see that with competitors a lot. You probably deal with that. People come into your shop and the body dysmorphia image and all that. And um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's hard. It's like being a fat doctor. If you own a gym and you're not in shape, so, and, you know, so, and I don't eat much either. So I told him this time, I'm like, make it so I can do it. So we're doing a modified keto meets intermittent fasting meets. You have carbs one time a day and I go like 12 hours and it's a very weird diet, but I don't know, it's coming together. She'll do one month of prep. It'll take me six months to look the same way. So it's, but I haven't picked a show or anything. I don't, I told her, I'm like, every time donuts come around though, I'm like, I think I should have a cheat meal today. She's like, didn't you have one yesterday? I'm like, shut up. You know, let's donuts are the weak point. And donuts are a negative calorie food, though. I mean, they make you so happy. <laughs> your metabolism just accelerates. <laughs> yes. Well, it says on your programs popcorn. that I'm doing your gauntlet program right now. Okay. It's donut day on Sunday, Sunday after church. And yeah, I mean, it's family donut day. I mean, that's we, a high volume program. That's, a, tough, a, that's, that's a very a, tough program. Nick made me, Nick goes, well, I've seen you train the last six months on your own. They go, yeah, what are you doing with my own thing? He goes, okay, we'll pick a John Meadows program. Here's your three options. I'm like, I'll the do the Bulgarian gauntlet. split. Squat, sit, and oh, pass. It's my yeah, favorite. If you can make it through that, you can make it through anything. Yeah, oh, so gauntlet's a lot of That's my of favorite thing to put my I clients it, through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough it's one, man. It's kind of a recomp for me, so it's. I'm trying to remember, like, what show was I prepping for when I did that? Um, I think it was before I got my pro card. Um because I was, that program is very heavy on upper body too. It is very heavy on upper body. Yeah, and it's got some random extra stuff. Like, here's some random back stuff today, and there, here's some random there, stuff. Yeah, there's random. It's just yeah. back and shoulders and arms, like yeah. three days a week. <laughs> and hamstrings can hit twice. Got to do them in glute workouts because now they changed the classic shorts, so now I have to actually change my glutes, which is 
Yeah. I mean, I'm too big for physique, and I'm not big enough for bodybuilding to be a super heavyweight. It's a classic. I like the classic division. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I think when I... Mega Sentinel was one of my... It was your Christmas, Christmas present. present. Yeah, yeah. Lots of we're, shoulders oh, no, and we're lats super meat heads. Her Christmas program was one of... Her Christmas present was one of your programs, like, three years ago. Yeah, um, yeah I think that you'll, you'll notice there's, we have 700 members of this gym, and I would say probably 300 of them are using John Meadows' program, at least. <laughs> In the morning, there's 25, 30 guys, and they're all doing either... Creeping death, creeping death one. One's doing 28 days later. I'm like, oh, insane. that's nasty. That's nasty. Yeah. We did that one together before our vacation. Yeah. I made to... that just to see if people could actually do it. <laughs> uh, I made it in 21 days. So I was something good. My yeah. body was wrecked. But I mean, between like you, I mean, honestly, as far as the business aspect, between, your, between coaching and your programs you sell, and then granite. And then your YouTube, I mean, you've got to make decently on YouTube, I would think. I don't know what your cause. It's your pretty good. Um, I'm very fortunate because Noah, the guy that I work with, is very knowledgeable about how YouTube works. And we're also workhorses. Like, we've, we've done four to five videos a week for two years straight now. Oh, my goodness. And, like, if you think about it, that's been my life. It took 16 tries to win a pro card, 16 pro qualifiers. I mean, everything I've done, it's taken just a, gr a true grind and that's the way the youtube has been um a lot of people message and like oh yeah i put a couple videos up but i can't seem to get many followers i'm like okay well do five a week for the next two years and they're like oh what like that i don't have a gimmick like i had to i have to Wait, produce yeah what well, that's, you know? that's like us we have the facebook and i ran out of friends and i got a lot of crap from the supplement owners group on facebook for that i'm like oh mr popular like, what? i got a business page too like i can't just go start deleting family members so you can be friends with me on facebook <laughs> but i put a lot of time into it yeah and i think we posted 38 videos in like 60 days yeah um and they were all shorter ones so i mostly kept them on instagram and, I have, and so chad and i started building the youtube and I don't know what I'm doing. It's it's funny because I got like five thousand here and twenty thousand followers there, and like eighty four followers on face on YouTube. So, go to YouTube and follow and subscribe, please. But Chad, looks like we need to post a lot more videos, brother, because I think we got like twenty five videos on there. I like got a we've got two months. We've got a thousand and three, I think, videos. You thousand guys are so videos. ridiculous, though. That's the yes. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's I've heard so many people. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they think it's easy and you just post videos and you just get followers. Just being lucky enough to see these two like behind the scenes, like they put so much time and effort and just hours of work into it. And they're so meticulous on what they film and the free knowledge that you give. Like, I mean, everything is deserved. You know, like these people, yeah. like there's so many people that think they're going to do it overnight. And this, right. they are very, very intense about it. Well, and that's another thing is where Chad and I took it. And I, I told him when we started this, I'm like, listen, I, I go, there's a couple guys I follow that I like what they're doing. Like Gary Vaynerchuk with Gain and Media. He doesn't monetize pretty much anything. So John Meadows, so he watches YouTube content. It's free. Like, and it's all of a sudden everybody starts to share, like, watch this video of this guy. And it's, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not all stupid garbage. It's like legitimate. And. So I was like, well, what do you want to do? I said, that's what I want to do for business and motivation. And I guess what I, that's my passion is just massively. People own their own destiny, don't kind of thing. Don't be a number on a page. And, you know, so we're going to do an entrepreneur showcase. We're doing it for free here. We're going to have 400 people. It's free. And I got all these other CEOs coming. And I go, just videotaping. We start, we start videotaping pretty much randomly everything. But our, and our kids don't mind it now. They're kind of used to it because they're on our house, too. I mean, it's my kids like the camera. They're not shy by any means. Our kids are growing up in the YouTube era. That's, like, it, that's so their whole, like, our kids they don't do. know how our, to run our, YouTube better than I do. Our kids don't have cable. They do, all they do is watch 13. All they do is watch YouTube. 
That's the eight, age 18 to 46 demographic that watches more YouTube than TV now. Well, and, it's, and the thing is, it's funny. So they're on there. I'm like, guys, watch my YouTube. My kids go, you have a YouTube? I'm like, I pay your bills. You have to go to my page right now, subscribe and like my videos. And two of our daughters haven't done it yet. I'm like, and they got to watch it so you get your watch time. I gotta, That's I the gotta, most important exactly. thing. Exactly. I got to get my watch. And I, I text my whole staff. I'm like, I write all your checks. You better go follow me right now. And watch sure time. Remember, that's yes. the key. Watch and, the video. <laughs> and it's because uh, you actually want to play a lot of your YouTube stuff on our stores on, on, on just loops. Like, boys, I want something in the background. People ask questions. So actually, you, your YouTube channel will play in the background in our stores quite often. Sweet. Yeah. That's it's a good watch play, time. It's our playlist. And so our, our bathrooms right now, they're on cable, but then we'll switch them over to YouTube and they'll play all the time. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's just, but it's, it's just amazing to watch that. And it's motivating for us because that's, you know, YouTube's new to me. Like, I watched it. I just never had a channel. I don't know how to produce anything. I can videotape stuff. I can hold my phone like this really good. And that's, that's yeah, but Chad's the producer and stuff. But, you know, that was a... Uh, he went out on his own and started his own business doing his own. I'm like, okay, you're perfect for this because this is what I'm about. So, like, he'll follow us out to Vegas. He's going to go out with there, my speaking engagements, all that kind of stuff. And I call him. I'm like, hey, I bought all these microphones and I bought all these cameras. I have no idea how to use any of this stuff. He's like, this is pretty good stuff. I'm like, I don't know. It was on sale. So, yeah, he took all this stuff and then he made it look like I knew what I was doing. I have no idea at all. But it's, it's, we've had fun with it. Like, she's got her own uh, – because she, she teaches a baby-wearing fitness class. So the moms know how to work out. And, and so all the women wrap their babies up and they work out in the other room. And so if a woman does it with a baby, it's significantly harder than if you or I do anything. I found that out. So she gets way more followers than I do really fast. But Talk to John about a trip. It's, do you know how many courtyard Marriott points I have right now, Paul? <laughs> no, how many do you have, John? 760,000. He's saving them for an apocalypse. That's what's <laughs> <laughs> well, that was us because we, we, we buy all of our goods on credit cards. And we have a big family, so like we go on vacation. Southwest Miles got us all the Cancun and back. And then the American Express got us our resort. And yeah. otherwise, taking a family of eight on vacation, do you, you know, you're looking around... Well, 11 or 12 grand. I can't afford that. That's insane. So, yeah. So I just booked Chad's flight to Vegas. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm using my miles, dude. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you have probably weeks and weeks of free stays, don't you? Oh, yeah. If not months, <laughs> maybe yeah. months. Well, probably months. Yeah. Do you ever? We used to, was there a Hilton points? And then because we get mm -hmm. a free cookie and a bottle of water when you go there. And she gets the cookie usually, but. Well, that's, and that's, that's been Brittany's big thing is that, you know, she didn't want to coach athletes. Like I've done meal prep for show prep and that kind of stuff. I like, I'm very meticulous type A. I like very structured. And so that's why I like competing. And that's why I like, I like helping with that when I have enough time. And she goes, I am not coaching anyone into prep ever. I'm like, what do you want? She goes, I want moms who want their butt back. I'm like, I don't know how to help you market that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to market that. And 
She's actually got clients driving an hour and a half each direction to come train with her a couple of times a week, kind of transformation style. And any advice you guys could give her to help her market that, I mean, she's got a thing because she's a mom. Yeah. And we're not young. I'm not saying your age. Don't look at me. I'm 38. I don't care. All right. You don't have any gray hair. So, I mean, first like thing John said, you walked up here, it's gray hair. I'm like, I, I know, love it. I, I'm, I'm running it, you know? Um, any advice you guys could give her on marketing herself, I guess, when it comes to. It sounds like your passion, so Absolutely. it'll work. If people are driving an hour and a half each way, yeah, you know, shaking hands with so many people, eventually that'll happen. It's going to work. Yeah, you I know, mean, I don't know that there's a secret formula to that. Well, she does. She she's doing the kids and the moms and all that stuff, and it's just different for us because Nick and I are all athletes all day long. Kind of that's just you know what we're around a lot, and that's mostly what I've been focused on. And I think having kids has made it different for the Rexy's business too, because all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I got to find a gummy vitamin my kids will actually eat. And now I find when they love, so now I have to hide them or my six-year-old will eat 20 and he'll be in the bathroom all day. So it's, but I guess it changes as our, as our demographics changed. And it's funny. Like, I think the great thing for her is you're going to see some of the top athletes train here at Iron Heaven Gym, just because this is the only place you can actually come really train here in West Omaha. And they'll come in and, and they might be a little out of shape or a little older and they get really intimidated. And I love it because she walks them over. She goes, oh, no, I own this place. You're good. <laughs> and it's funny because people have this misconception of guys with muscles who are people who are in really good shape that they're judgy meatheads. And, and it's I think you love it because you'll walk over like, hey, this is Janice or this is whoever. She's they're like, hey, so nice to meet you. Welcome to the yeah. gym. And they're super nice. Oh, I think absolutely. there's too many cliches have been put out there because of certain things on social media. So I kind of like it yeah. getting changed. But I love that you said that because that's how the store is with Gabby and I. Because it's kind of started out as like when we opened the store a couple years ago, I was a little more of a people person than Gabby at first. Yeah. And John, I think you can attest to that. You've seen her grow, mm -hmm. you know, over the last couple of years. But there's more people now that come in for her than me. And there's men that will come in now that are as big as I am asking her for advice and kind of like, no, you, Paul, you can sit on the couch. <laughs> you know, like it's, I mean, it's, you're right. There's cliches out there. And I think it's really cool. Like I love seeing Gabby debunk that. I love oh, it. Oh, it's, I think it's great. It's fun for us. Cause we had, we had a couple come in and, and they were like one or two or they check out the gym. And of course there's like Reagan or somebody else who's getting ready for national show, you know, they're, and he's looking great. He's a heavyweight and he's, they're like, Oh my God. And all of a sudden, my six-month-old's in a walker running up here, just ah, screaming they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, it's kind of a family biz, you know. It, it's 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 normal." I, I actually really like that. That's I think the, the gym for us and the stores has been nice because I, I think a lot of people get intimidated. I mean, it, I think it, it does. When I worked at the bank, I was always worried that people would judge me. You know, I was that's back when I was 250, 260 pounds in the off season, so. I made sure I treated people, everybody, with respect, and especially women. And um, it's the same way in gyms. Like, I don't want to be that guy that um, is a jerk. Yeah. That's arrogant, that's a jerk. That um, So, and all my friends, like, all the years that we've trained, trained in different gyms, you know, once the owners got to know us, man, they love us. Because they know that no matter who walks through that door... And we'll say, hey, great to see you. And like, that's how it should be. You yeah. should, it should. And people like I trained, I've been a member at Lifetime actually since 2002. And I, that's where I was training when I won my pro card. And people was like, why are you training a corporate gym? Um, I'm like, I don't care who's next to me on the machine. Like uh -huh. ultimately it's up to me and my effort 
It's going to determine my results. Why do I care who's on the machine beside me? And I said, and, and why would you rely on them for motivation? I never, I never relied on anybody for motivation but myself. Yeah. And so I think that people, like when they're, I don't know, man, I know I'm getting a little bit off track here, but no, um, you're good. No, I, I, I feel like um, the, the bodybuilders I know, like they're, um, and I, I guess maybe it's just because the ones I know are typically the ones that I, I can identify with. Very respectful, um, very respectful to women. Like my wife compliments my friends all the time. She's like, he's very respectful. He's, yeah. you know. Well, and I think we've had that, you know, us being the store here in this area, we're the only one really growing and bringing people in. So I want to change that conception really do because this is a sport I love and I want more people to be involved in it because if you find something you love, you want to tell everybody mm-hmm. and everybody think bodybuilding synonymous with certain bad things. And, and so we have Steve Kuklo and Emmanuel Tony were up here like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And Steve, Steve, wow, Steve had a bit 285, was about 12. He's, Steve was a little bigger He's than he is right now. Nine weeks out. Yeah. Nine weeks out. He hasn't even started prep yet. His metabolism is ridiculous. <laughs> and Amanda's sitting there and then they're, they're hanging out. They're hanging out in the shop. Amanda's hanging out with my daughter. She's like, all right, tell me about boys. And the Steve's up on the ground, like helping customers, like look at stuff and yeah. just super nice and hospitable. Yeah. One of my right, we're going to get cheeseburgers because you're not on prep yet. And they were just super nice people. And, yeah. Um, you know, it, it was just people walking in, have no idea, like they're like, oh my god, because he's a big, he's a big human. Yeah, man. he's a big, mm-hmm. big guy. super nice though, and I yeah. think it's just nice when they do that. And I know Jack has been very good about bringing pros up here that and meet and greet the public. Because I think it changes the perception people just have too many mismatched persona perceptions with what our industry is. I'm like, these are nice guys. These are family guys. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and we were trying to go down to, we were down in uh, Texas to go to church with them actually, because they raving about their church. I'm like, let's go with them. That sounds cool. You know, yeah. and that's, I think it's just uh, changing the conception of some stereotypical idea of what bodybuilders are like, you know? And yeah. I mean, I granted that, I guess the, the chubbier I am, the more approachable I am. When I was really lean, people were like intimidated. I found that out too. Hey, hey, you know, it's good for business, you know. Yeah. Like, and so I actually put a video up, was it last year when I was really chubby? And I had a, it was a fat burner video. And they're like, but you're fat, bro. And so they told me on Instagram, I said, why do you think I'm taking the fat burner, homie? Oh, good point. Dude came in and bought it after that. I was like, hey, whatever. I don't care. I mean, it's, you know, bigger view. So uh, anyways, well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys taking the time and even traveling and stuff. And um you know everybody else out there go buy some granite supplements especially at, at rexius nutrition i really appreciate it and obviously bullfrog nutrition if you're in ohio it's the only place i can ever put a rexius now because i like you so uh i'm cool thanks, with that. Yeah, give it up, me too all right thanks guys i appreciate it you bet awesome. thank you Absolutely. yeah thank you guys one of the most popular weight loss systems we have ever sold in our 10 years in business is the thermovar weight loss system people ask why I believe that our industry is there to help supplement the areas of your life you need help with. The Thermovar weight loss system targets so many different areas. It covers all of its bases from boosting your metabolism to targeted fat loss around the areas where we all know we want to lose it, detoxification to make sure that we stay consistent with our weight loss. Because I don't know about you, but if the scale doesn't drop, I find it pretty easy to fall off the wagon. What's it coming? It's on the dance for dog, I promise I'm about that.